After recording the last episode, I found myself wanting to revisit some of the 2D music projects that are no longer around, or at least active. So I hit play on Genesis vocal collection Storm of Vengeance and basked on that quality music. Will I ever get to listen to new Genesis music? Most likely not. Sega shelved the project for good in Japan and we all know that the Chinese project won't have any new music. Osiris as well is a band that I love, unfortunately, but Yaroze is the thing we all know. And like these, many more projects and groups or bands with awesome quality were shelved. Sometimes I wish I had the money to found a games company to house those projects, revive them to their original glory. But let's get back at the themes at hand today. For this episode, we will dive briefly into the insanely popular 2D projects, the unique 2D music projects, hidden gems, projects we all miss, the make or break of CU music franchises, and life after discontinuation of games that supported said 2D music franchises. This episode is brought to you thanks to PM, the hand that feeds HQ's B-ranked Seiyu supporter on Patreon. You can also be a producer for Seiyu Lounge by subscribing to ranks B or higher on the hand that feeds HQ's Patreon page. Work alongside me to craft four or eight episodes of this podcast centered around a theme or themes you want to explore, provided those are male CU and music related. I would love to have you on board, so make sure to check the Hand That Feeds HQ on Patreon. Link is in the description. And note that, just like the previous episode, this is a digest episode including a whole lot of information that I will explore in later episodes of CU Lounge. Rest assured that if something went by too quickly for you, I will return to some of the topics in extended episodes focused solely on those. Now let's kick off the seventh episode of Seiyu Lounge. Welcome to CU Lounge, I am your host, Vanessa, and today we're going to talk about unique 2D music projects and the rated 2D music franchises, what makes or breaks a 2D music project and the projects we all miss, or at least that I miss. There is so much quality that is completely disregarded by fans that prefer generic projects for shallow reasons instead of supporting music and project quality instead. As a result, I believe that the 2D music industry has been dumped down to match those low quality standards in which it is only necessary a couple of muscles being shown, having at least one ambiguous relationship between characters to be an instant success. And seeing how those are the standards nowadays, I am afraid that 2D music projects will eventually fail if they try to deviate from obvious baiting of those fans. 
At the same time, the quality of new projects joining the industry is going to dilute with time, if this trend keeps going on. As I have mentioned in previous episodes, Utapri, Idolish 7 and Hypnosis Mike are the three most popular 2D music franchises. Then we have 2D music franchises like Idolmaster Sidem, Ensemble Stars, Project, A3, that isn't really a 2D music franchise, but there are music releases and it even has a gold record under its belt. So I refer to you about that to episode 5 of See You Lounge. I've also talked about the reasons as to why all those franchises might be popular, so I refer you to episode 6 of See You Lounge for more details. Unique 2D music projects. Hanadol and Jazzon are the two most unique music projects out there for me. More than knowing the Hanadol franchise, fans actually know Anthos better. Anthos is one of those groups that isn't tied to a specific music genre, but it is to a specific tone or vibe that defines them. Their music is mostly focused on creating an ethereal soundscape where listeners will lose themselves in. The soundscapes are rich even if the instrumentals tend to be, at times, rather simplistic. I enjoy this approach to idol music, straying away from the generic pop that starts getting old if it's the same old formula or might even not age well if the project is prone to trying to absorb all trends that there are in a certain period of time. Ethereal, minimalistic music is a different story. The fact that it creates soundscapes that the listener will paint with the lyrics and singing by the group's members turns their music into a unique experience. At the same time, Chill-out music is always a thing, which will lead to most, if not all of the group's songs to age well. The group doesn't follow the cliched lineup that most 2D idol groups usually have. Here, all voices sound natural, with few male CEUs sounding like they are straining their voice or out of their comfort zone. This sort of natural approach helps the project stand out and in my eyes and ears, it was an instant love for their music and vocals. The fact that Anthos are not your typical idol group, and there are few cliches in there, made for the group's rise in popularity to take quite a while, only recently experiencing a big rise in popularity among overseas fans. Domestically, the group still has a lot of catching up to do, as sales continue to be pretty weak. This is the kind of project that I wish continues to be unique, riding their own wave while creating music that will stimulate my senses. Then we have to mention Jazz On. When was the last time that you got a 2D jazz project? Never. This is the first one of its genre, focusing on purist jazz and a trendier blend of jazz and pop music. For those of you that, like myself, love this music genre, 
this project has been a blessing to have. Jazzon challenges the traditional 2D music panorama by exploring a music genre as rich and exciting as jazz and making it accessible to newcomers. I am more on the purist side of jazz and love the flamboyance of bebop jazz the most. So it came as a surprise to myself when this project was announced. I did the same double take I did in 2017 when Hypnosis Mike was announced and I couldn't believe hip-hop was actually going to make its way to the 2D music industry. Same thing with jazz. Unfortunately, despite its stellar cast that includes Makoto Furukawa, Shinichiro Kamiu, Shinichi Toki, Genki Okawa and many more talented male CEU with awesome singing voices, it seems that Jazz On still has a long way towards being wildly popular. I am afraid that this is going to be one of those projects that is awesome and unique but since it doesn't have any appeal to the masses by being generic or having a really endearing charm that makes people want to check it out, it might end up being shelved. I wish this doesn't happen though. There is lots of awesome talent in here that would go to waste if the project was shelved. Hidden Gems When it comes to hidden gems, I have to mention four franchises that seem to have a tight following but can't break it towards being widely popular because, you know it, these are not pop music driven franchises and there are no idols in here. I am talking about the Dear Vocalist, Dig Rock, Fly Me Project and Dynamic Chord franchises. What do all of these franchises have in common besides not being massively popular? They are 2D rock music franchises. If you're a massive fan of rock music like myself, these projects are heaven in the middle of so much pop music. Dear Vocalist is best known as a drama CD franchise, but its unique mix of drama plus music has been a massive appeal for me and many other fans since the very start. This is the kind of 2D music project that managed to catch quite many popular male CU for its lineup and most of them are considered among the best singers in the industry. Toshiki Toyanaga, Soma Saito and Natsuki Hanai. Adding to this top quality vocals lineup is Toshiki Masuda that has grown into one of the best singers in the franchise Hyohei Kimura that never fails to impress and Nobunaga Shimazaki that came as a pleasant surprise impressing with his consistency and control. The franchise counts with music by Ron, former Old Codex guitarist and composer and member of Stereo Dive Foundation. For fans of rock music there is a little bit of everything in here. Pop punk, purist rock, hard rock, electronic rock, power pop, power ballads, orchestral rock, and if we go outside of rock music, we find trap, hip hop, EDM, and traditional Japanese music. The most extreme vocalists in this franchise are Momochi, voiced by Toshiki Toyanaga, and A Dash, voiced by Hyohei Kimura. 
both have put out insane performances covering most if not all the music genres I just mentioned. Momochi's Guren Shinjo marries trap with rock and traditional Japanese music, something that you will not find anywhere else. How Toyonaga pulls off that blend of music genres and does it so naturally is something that keeps on impressing me. A-Dash's Crazy Nutrient is a sexy electro-pop song with a loungy vibe and orchestral steps. Ryohei Kimura's husky vocals and insane ability to be the character make his performances ear-catching. Purist rock fans will enjoy Judah, voiced by Sumasaito. His songs usually are on an aggressive punk rockish and hard rock note, but still with a soft spot at times. Reodo, voiced by Toshiki Masuda, Yu, voiced by Natsuki Hanai, and Joshua, voiced by Nobunaga Shimazaki, present the easy listening takes on rock music, bringing a lot of pop into the mix. This is a franchise rich in quality music and outstanding performances, always delivering something fresh with each new addition to the series. Unfortunately, not everyone is big on drama CDs, and many people don't actually like rock music, especially the new generations of fans, with most only interested in pop, hip-hop and electronica. However, for those that like to branch out and explore rock music and listening to Mercy You rocking out in the coolest and most charismatic way, then Dear Vocalist is an awesome place to start. Dig Rock is yet another cool 2D music project with rock at its core. And you can guess why this project is not more popular. There are no idols, this is rock music and there is no massive marketing machine behind it. There is, however, a star-studded lineup for both bands for this project. Rubia Leopard and Impish Crow. Names like Yuma Uchida, Makoto Furukawa, Takuya Gucci, Takuya Sato and more are in this project. But only Yuma Uchida, frontman for Impish Crow, and Makoto Furukawa, frontman for Rubia Leopard, have lent their talents on the vocal end. If you are familiar with both male CEU as singers, you know that you are in for an awesome time with them. Uchida's performances with Impish Crow are focused on power and energy, something that fits pretty well with the band's power pop sound. On the other hand, Makoto Furukawa is often found delivering cool, alluring and intimidating performances with Rubia Leopard, grunge rock outfit that dons a sound and vibe that I enjoy a whole lot. The Dig Rock franchise follows the same format as the Dear Vocalist franchise. Releases count with drama and music parts all in the same place. This is a strategy that might not attract some people that don't like to collect drama CDs, but it is perfect for those that enjoy getting to know the lore of the franchise. And it's in this point that it strays away from Dear Vocalist's 
dummy head mic drama parts that include romance with the listener. Both are awesome 2D rock music projects. Fly Me Project is such an underrated project. Really. If you enjoy your rock music with a pinch of theatrics, heavy makeup and lyrics that shuffle from the dramatic or tragic route to peppy and happy tunes, then Fly Me Project's take on Visual K is your thing. Fly Me Project was the very first project to pick Japan's classic movement and bring it to a 2D rock music project. Medicode, fronted by Soma Saito, and Drink Me, fronted by Daiki Yamashita, are two polarizing Visual K outfits. Medicode is the darkest and most intense outfit out of the two, with the sound and style in the lines with Lynch, the Gazette and the Aura. On the other hand, Drink Me is a brighter, sort of Oshareke band, much in the likes of Ancafe and LMC. Just the frontman lineup alone is enough to warrant your attention. Soma Saito and Daiki Yamashita, two vocal chameleons in the same project. Saito is unrecognizable in Medicode. Is singing as a four baritone and on a much lower register than usual. Add to it that he does screamo and yes, Medicode are awesome. And Daiki Yamashita is easily one of the most talented singers among male seiyu. Awesome voice, insane versatility and a control that makes many seiyu envy him. Unfortunately, the last time anyone heard the thing from this project was in 2018 and that was after the project underwent a two-year hiatus. And lastly, we have Dynamic Chord. Honestly, I was having a hard time deciding if I should put Dynamic Chord in this section, much due to the fact that the franchise used to be pretty popular. Now, not so much. And it is mainly due to the fact that Honeybee, the creators of the franchise, single-handedly managed to almost butcher the franchise by creating what is considered to be one of the worst anime ever, as well as one of the worst mobile games ever. How they managed to pull off that, I seriously don't know. The project is still alive and well, at least I guess, but it has been three years since we last heard music coming from this project. Issues aside, Dynamic Chord was actually one of the very first 2D rock music projects to appear. It was launched in the same year as Fly Me Project, which is 2015. The project counts with four rock bands with different backgrounds and sound. If I had to make a recommendation... Yeah, let's do a recommendation. Apple Polisher is the best group out of all four. Why? Rock, Electronica, Chill Out and R&B in the same place? And with Shotawai on the vocals? Yep, sounds as good with me telling you right now as it does when I hit play on holding out as soon as I end up this recording. 
that's a recommendation. And Dynamic Chord counts with three other bands. Rev Parfait, fronted by Taku Eguchi, Liars, fronted by Takuma Terashima, and Kyoso, fronted by Shotaro Morikubo. I confess that I'm not a fan of some of the songs in this franchise, but for the most part, Dynamic Chord has cool rock music and it is the easy listening type. Projects that we all miss. Well, I will pretend I actually know what you guys miss for this one. At least I will mention the 2D music projects that I miss, which are Band Diarose, Yumeiro Cast, Fly Me Project and Ready Project. Bandiarose had the strangest end of distribution when they were in peak popularity and the following radio silence by all bands except Oziris is odd to say the least. Out of all 2D rock music projects, Bandiarose had the best and most relatable story and had, indeed, good character development, not to mention awesome acting and even better singing. Humerocast was the cool theater project before people started to flock to A3. With a solid story, with character development and outstanding music, much due to the fact that the lineups for Yumeiro Company and Genesis were beyond amazing, this was a project that had everything to be successful for many years. Sega left a sour taste on Yumerocast's fans with the sudden end of distribution. It is safe to say that bad management by the company and lack of revenue from microtransactions led to the premature ending. Fly Me Project hasn't really said goodbye, but it is now on its second two-year hiatus with no communication whatsoever on social media. Given how Soma Saito and Daiki Yamashita's popularity skyrocketed in the last couple of years, it would be a good time to resume the project and try to bring glory to it, now that both Seiyu are insanely popular. I would love to hear an announcement soon, but I am not holding my hopes high. Ready Project, yet another SEGA project. The project kicked off in 2018 in a format really similar to idol shows in South Korea. With the difference though, the lineup was already chosen when the project was announced. Fans got to know the rookie male CU first and only after that they met the two D idol groups. This created a different type of attachment to this project for many fans. A game launched in 2018 and we fast forward to 2019 and the game was out of nowhere cancelled. The project entered a weird phase with a couple of music releases but since 2019 they haven't released new music, only teased it. This is exactly why people have come to the conclusion that Sega doesn't know how to manage the projects they have in their lineup. They had Yumeiro cast and cancelled it to focus on Ready Project. A year later, Ready Project's game is cancelled and the franchise slowly fades away, erasing most of the hype and excitement surrounding it. Sega can handle one project at a time, but two? 
Mm, that's confusing. Let's scrap one of those, perhaps even both, because we have a new Yakuza game in the works. After hearing about the successful projects, unique and hidden pearls, as well as the discontinued or currently radio silent projects, you must be asking yourself, but what makes or breaks 2D music franchises? This is a tricky question because I can only speculate while adapting some of the things I've learned working directly in the music industry. These are not exhaustive. Sometimes it's the cast. People often have strong emotions about Mose U that they are not fans of. At the same time, there are others that do not want to spend time getting to know Rookie Seiyu that might be in a project. Worst yet, they only think a project will be successful with a star-studded lineup and altogether refuse to check any and every project that does not have a star in it. As much as I'd like to say that the cast isn't to blame for a 2D music franchise failing, it could happen. Lack of creativity. When you already have over 22D idol projects, things start to get a little bit complicated if you're project number 21. The market is already crowded, there are already established projects that everyone will compare to yours. So you need to differentiate yourself from the competition. The problem is, most 2D music projects do not add anything new to the table, hence people just don't care to pay attention to those unless, of course, there is a highly popular male CU in the lineup. But even that male CU isn't enough to save the project in the end. Badly implemented concepts. Sometimes 2D music project creators have good ideas in their mind. See, for example, Ready Project. And sometimes they have bad ideas in their mind. See, for example, Idle Fantasy. In Ready Project, you were, and in a way you sort of still are, supporting Rookie Seiyu and nurturing them as well as the characters they are voicing. It was refreshing and a completely different take on the 2D Idol project concept. Lesson to take from this, if you only have the starting idea and do not have a follow-through, it gets hard to keep the other's attention. What usually happens is that the differential the project had to begin with is scrapped because they no longer know what to do with it and decide to go the generic idle route yet again. Idle fantasy was a complete blunder. Mixing music with idols and RPG elements was a little bit too much. That project was the epitome of a badly implemented concept. The project wanted to be too many things at the same time and ended up not appealing to many people, even with it being that unique. The bottom line in this case is that going too unique and trying to mix all the game's genres that are popular into one doesn't usually work. Most fans of RPGs don't want to be playing music. They want to grind for a weapon in the game. And most fans of music and idols are not keen to farming or grinding for items in an RPG-ish way. Lack of exposure. 
Stereo Palette is the prime example of a project that was buried because of lack of exposure. Yes, the lineup counted with pretty cool names, but the company behind it, DMM Games, made a poor marketing effort for the game, which ultimately led to the game being discontinued soon after its release. This is tricky in the case of those projects that actually have tight budgets, as money for marketing is usually hard to come by. Lack of revenue. This is usually the reason behind a 2D music project being discontinued or the game that serves as an outlet for the music that is released being closed. In-game microtransactions, for example, to purchase cards to play in-game, are the main source of revenue for 2D music projects that have a game. If people are not spending real money in that game, then the cost of supporting a smartphone game which includes the development, maintenance and updates, ends up being insanely high. What do companies want to do with 2D music projects? Earn money. What they don't get if people play their games completely free? Money. What is the solution in their eyes? To close the game because it's a liability. But there are cases in which the game was discontinued and the 2D music franchises are still up and running as successful as they always have been. So there is life after discontinuation of games supporting 2D music franchises. The examples are Tsukipara, Aichu, Bandiarose, Ready Project and Yumeiro Cast. Tsukipara counted with the whole Tsukipro SQ and a live series plus the Tsukuta franchise. If there is a franchise that has managed to be popular throughout almost a decade, it is the Tsukiuta Tsukipro franchise. The game, however, was discontinued in 2020. But the music coming from the franchise hasn't stopped and even anime adaptations, follow-ups to the first seasons, are in production. There's no game anymore, but the project lives on successfully. I choose original game was discontinued, being replaced by a different, more updated version. However, life after discontinuation is pretty awesome for iChoose fans. The game is actually available offline, which is a rare thing. Bandiarose no longer have a game, but Osiris and at times Blast have collaborated with other 2D music projects. Osiris has, in fact, released new music featured on other games. Ready Project's game might not be around anymore, but music and the radio show are still up, in a way. Yumeirocast met the weirdest fate. The project is alive, but only in China, and it was bought from Sega by a Chinese games developer. Weird thing is that only those in China can play it as it is strongly region-locked to a Chinese social security number. Don't ask me why I was as shocked and baffled as you are right now when someone told me this. Just why would you need a social security number to play a freaking game? Either way, for better or worse, these projects found a way to survive even without their game counterparts. It's not ideal, but it's best than the whole project being shelved.
end with this I wrap up this set of four digest episodes containing much of what I will be exploring in the future. You got to know a little bit about 2D music projects and its games, what reasons might be behind the game being successful or failing completely, and how some projects are enjoying a second chance in different or simpler formats. Hope you enjoyed this quick look at all of these topics. Now tell me, if you could, which 2D music projects would you bring back? And which would you boost their popularity because they deserve to be well known? Let me know in the comments. If you enjoyed this episode and don't want to miss the hand that feeds HQ's weekly MLCU and music related content, hit the subscribe button. I'll return next week with another episode of Seiyu Lounge. Thank you for listening and see you around.